We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. KC Laboratory, sponsored by Emprise Bank. It's a live game week edition Woo! of the KC Laboratory. What's up, everybody? Uh, Ken Swanson, this is presented by Emprise Bank. Nobody loves to bank. They love what banking can help them achieve. Emprise Bank is looking to say yes to those with a dream, whether it's saving for your first home, a new car, starting a family, starting a business. Emprise is your partner impossible. They have absolutely been our partner impossible here at KC Sports Network. And I cannot believe we are at game week. We have made it. We are here. I am excited to be talking to my dear pals. First find them on Twitter at Maddie underscore Casey is in happy Labor Day to you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. It was a you know, nice, nice Labor Day. Uh, I still like your office. We still jumped on here and I was not prepared. I forgot that your office had been completely redone. So mm-hmm. it's looking great. And I also I thoroughly enjoy that hat you're wearing there, bud. So uh, mm. thanks for Thank showing you. out for us. Uh, Craig, how you doing, buddy? I'm I'm doing great. I'm wearing my Sunday Funday shirt because it's a holiday Monday and it feels like a Sunday to me. Um, this is the last time that we're going to be going into this for the rest of the season without actual regular season football to talk about until next February, optimistically later than that. But, you know, we'll we'll get into that, but I am so excited. It's game week. This is the real stuff. This is the real fun stuff now. So I, I'm just, I'm ridiculously excited to be talking football with you guys. Yeah, if you're new to this to this place, what we normally do is our mid or mid episode uh, week episode is normally our game preview edition. So we'll kind of break down the opponent, 
We'll discuss all kinds of stuff. We'll give our predictions on the game and all that stuff. This is our last episode where we're not focusing on a, a team because next Monday mm. we'll be breaking down the Chiefs' victory over the Cardinals, uh, bopping of the Cardinals. Um, so you know, this is this is the last kind of like you know chance for us to maybe give some predictions on the totality of the season, right? So that's kind of what we're going to focus on today. Um, you know, my prediction: DJ Ukulele does not last six games this year for Clemson. <laughs> I was kind of surprised that Clemson was ranked fourth. I'll be yeah. honest with you, because their quarterback play was suspect at best last year. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised by that. Um, but yeah, this, so we're gonna kind of we're gonna kind of give some predictions and some projections on the Chiefs season. We're actually gonna use DraftKings lines. Uh, DraftKings has provided you know lines on individual player statistics, um, all kinds of different stuff. So we're gonna be running um, you know some of the DraftKings lines that they have, you know the over unders that they've presented. Uh, speaking of that, the wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app, is officially live in Kansas, just in time for football season. That means betting legally on some same gay par game parlays, spreads, money lines, and more anytime and anywhere across the Sunflower State. To celebrate, DraftKings is giving new Kansas customers a can't miss offer. Bet just $5 on anything and get $200 in free bets instantly. Thursday night, is almost here. Want more action for opening night kickoff? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. Get up seven, you win. Bet on any pro football team of your choice. And if your team still leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 800-522-4700. 21 plus, physically present in Kansas. Eligibility restrictions apply. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token Issued adopted money line bets only deposit and wagering restrictions apply eligibility in terms at draftkings.com slash Kansas on behalf of boot Hill resort and casino. Let's go ahead and get into some of these, uh, some of these props, some of these, some of these uh, over unders that have been set. Um, let's start with Mahomes. I think that's probably the, the, the place to start the over under on Mahomes passing yards is 46 50 and a half 4650 and a half Maddie over under what are you taking I, I think just right off the top that sounds like a pretty easy over to me um without like okay so like you remove the aspect of having an injury he has hit that four times already in his career you now have that extra game to give you that buffer I think we all kind of anticipate the AFC being very competitive this year, maybe the AFC West being very competitive. They might have to play the entire season, especially to chase after the singular bye. If he plays every game, I don't know if I see a path for him not to go over. I actually think that's that's one of the e easiest overs that we're probably going to hit here. Again, he's done it every year. He's been healthy, so I don't know why this year I would be. I feel like I'd be betting on an injury to say under. Yeah, yeah, I, I, w I would as well, and I don't. I don't think that that's going to happen. I, I yeah. I'd, I'm not going to spend too long on that. We got more of these coming up that that I will. So yeah, I'm I'm hitting the over on that one. 
I'm going to ask you to start the top off, Craig, then Mahomes passing touchdowns over under 34 and a half. Oh, man. I mean, listen, I think we all feel like he's going to go a little bit more scorched earth, maybe, than than we've seen in the past. Um, I don't know. Th- this feels low. I mean, he, the the man threw for 37 <laughs> and and we talked about how that was a down year and think of all of the passes that he hit receivers in the hands in the red zone that ended up being interceptions that should have been converted touchdowns i mean like i get that tyree kills not here so you lose some of the explosive ability of the offense you really do but just the sure handedness of some other guys i i don't see how once again even if he's not taking care of the ball, even if the offense is still trying to gel, over 34 and a half seems easy to me. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Like, I feel like that's, I, I like that one a lot. I like that one a lot. 34 and a half touchdowns. And I think he's going to be ultra productive. I don't think the running back room looks the part of a group that's going to start taking a bunch of you know, uh, runs, uh, a bunch of, you know, touchdowns at the red zone too. I think Mahomes is still going to be pass happy in the red zone. I don't think I'm looking at the complexion, especially some of the news we just heard about Ronald, you know, well, presumably Ronald Jones, it sounds (laughs) like three running backs will be active on game day. Special teams will be a factor. sounds like they might be putting Rojo on ice a little bit here. So I don't know if you have a ton of guys that you're going to just turn around and hand the ball off to in the, in the red zone. I think this could be a very pass heavy, red zone too. I like the idea of Mahomes over under 34 and a half touchdowns. Um, I'll ask you, Matthew, uh, Mahomes interceptions over under 10 and a half. Ooh. Okay. So we finally have one that seems potential. Like we might like to have to go the wrong way, right? Uh, 10 and a half. Mm-hmm. I would anticipate the chiefs are not going to be throwing the ball as far downfield this year, or at least not in like contested situations. It's going to be shot plays when they come out. It's going to be, they are going to be looking for the right kind of deep ball. I think you have a lot more short game. I think that typically is going to lead to less interceptions. So as much as I want to say the under here, as much as I want to lean on the under, I, it's hard. His interceptions have gone up every year. We're flirting at 12, 13. I think this is a pretty good line. Like I'll say under because I think they will be throwing the ball short, but I this is the one that I would not be surprised to go to the negative way, which would be the over this time. I mean, I'm 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 gonna say the over, just barely. I'm not trying to be a hater here, but there's gonna be some miscommunications early. Like receivers are gonna be running the wrong routes. Mahomes is gonna unleash something. There's gonna be some stuff that's just gonna happen. It, it, it's just gonna happen, and I think so. He's gonna maybe rack up a few more than we expect early on in the year, and then it'll kind of taper off as the offense gets there. But I think do think that that is a pretty good line. I don't think that that's a bad thing either him trying to do some of this stuff i think if he throws 11 hey that's fine you're, you're not going to be you know like breaking him down and, oh what a terrible player especially if we're <laughs> thinking that he's going to go over on yards and touchdowns and everything like that pretty significantly here you're willing to live with 11 interceptions throughout the course of the year all right let's move on to some of the pass catchers here a little bit we've got a we got a few interesting ones here um let's start with juju i think we should start with juju because we really haven't been able to talk about juju in recent memory he's had some injuries you know so we haven't been able to overanalyze three possessions of his presence (laughs) i think we got one possession with him and zero targets zero catches so um i don't think that's going to be the case but that's not spoiling what i'm about to ask you guys 
Juju Smith-Schuster, and this is interesting to me, but over under 74 and a half receptions, it feels to me like the injuries are baked into this over under here. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, go ahead. No, it definitely does. Like, it, that, that seems like, um, optimistically, I, I, I think that, you know, you're expecting Juju Smith-Schuster to be on the field 12 games you know like i think that that's the floor and i think maybe that that's what they're looking at here the 12 games and trying to sort out the volume and the passing offense and everything like that juju's gonna get force fed the ball he's gonna he's going to be damn close to 100 you know 100 total receptions if he is healthy for all 17 so i'm with kent there i think that there is a little bit of skepticism about his availability all year that's baked into this line Oh, that's got to be it. Because when you look, when he's healthy, he's surpassed this number for the Steelers easily. And both the years he's been healthy, even if you go back to his rookie year where he's sharing a bunch of targets and a rookie, he still got to 58 receptions that particular year. I think this has got to be injury related. And it makes sense. He's a guy that is coming off in a completely injured season. He's only played a full season twice so far in the NFL. And he's been injured so far this year. So I get it. However, when it comes to making bets, if I'm ever going to sit there and say I'm taking that bet because I think a guy's going to get hurt, I'm just passing. I would never bet on a guy being hurt. I would just not lay into it if I don't have faith for him to stay healthy. So, like, as far as the line goes, I'm treating it like he's healthy. And again, easy over on this many catches for Juju Smith Schuster and this in this particular offense. If you don't trust his health, that's fine. I say you then just pass it. Like, I would never take the under on that because if he plays even. 13 games, I think he's pushing that number pretty easily. Well, that's and that's why I want to ask the question because this is a baked in this. I mean, this line clearly is baked in, or this this number is clearly baked in with injuries, right? The injury risk of Juju Smith Schuster. I know we can't predict it, but in your heart of hearts, deep down, I'm gonna ask you to take the over under considering injury to this. What are you taking, Matthew? Taking the over. I don't, I don't, again, I'm not going to bet on somebody being injured. I just can't do it. In good faith, that does not ring true to me to bet on somebody's health failing. Like, I don't want to, I wouldn't do it for a non Chiefs player. I won't do it for a Chiefs player. I just, I don't think I would go that route. I'm going to assume that he is going to play the majority of the year. If I'm getting more than 13 games, I feel very confident in, in this bet. So I would take it easily. Same, Craig. Over for me as well. Yep. 750 and a half yards receiving for him as well. I feel like I, 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 feel, I, again, I'm, 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 I'm feeling good about Juju's outlook here. I think, I think he hits the over on that too. Probably. I mean, I would, I think so. It's the same. You're coming down to the same thing. I think this is still based entirely around being healthy or not. I do think you might have to play a few more games to feel super confident and getting over the yards. Like you would probably have to play close to a full year. So if you were going to weigh the injuries and actually lay money down on this and that, I would understand being a little bit more cautious about this one because there is a path for him to have 80 catches, but barely get to this number. Like that's entirely possible. I'm still going to take the over though. I think he's hitting a thousand. If he plays the entire year, I think he's going to be the main target. They've treated him like that. They've told you that by all their moves. So I'm hitting the over here too. And just this, like I said, approaching it all from he's healthy, he's playing, he's going to get the majority of these targets. I mean, Byron Pringle had 570 yards for this offense last year. That was Byron Pringle. I, I, I like Byron Pringle. Byron Pringle's not Juju, though. I mean, that's, that's the thing. Even if he's not healthy, you've got so many more targets that were force fed 
to Tyree Kill in a good way. I mean that in the best way possible because you want to force feed that man the ball. There's so many targets there and so much of the offense funneling through it. So, no, I I, I look at that. Even if McCole Hardman sees an uptick and he gets above that 750 yards, I think that Juju is well above that as well. I think that those two have the chance outside of Travis Kelsey. Those two have the chance to be your number one and your number two receiving leaders on the season in this offense. I don't think that anybody would would really fight that too terribly hard. I think we have high hopes for MVS, but those are the one and the two based on what we've seen so far and the way that Andy Reid has used these guys. I fully expect that they will be the one and the two this year. And if that's the case, both of those guys are easily going over 750. So Travis Kelsey, I want to I want to start with ninety and a half receptions, eleven hundred yards, eleven eleven hundred point five yards receiving. Over, are we just gonna over on all of them? Let's go. Uh, what no. do you think? What do you think, Matthew? Uh, this is the one where I am starting. This might be the year I am starting to doubt Travis Kelsey's volume stats just a little bit. Because I do think the age factor is going to start coming up. Two out of the last three years now, he's been in the 90s in terms of receptions. Like, that's a lot of catches you're asking from him. Now, will he be even more of a focal point this year? Sure. Would his targets maybe go up because of that? Sure. But you also brought in multiple receivers that are going to win in the same area of the field. We saw last year, maybe part of it was injury, but maybe part of it was being a little bit older. You can't just line him up backside anymore three by one and have him go be a big physical corner every single time. He doesn't have the same athletic same athletic ability to do it consistently play in and play out. So there might be a little bit of a dip in his efficiency. And if you're getting a dip in his efficiency, I really don't know if I feel good about the 90-some catches that you're kind of asking for here. So I might lean under on the catches. I think the yards at 1,100, though, I, that's the one where I maybe would flirt a little bit with going over, and it almost makes no sense, but it's been a long <laughs> time since it's been a long time since he's been under 1,100 yards. Like it's been a long time since he's been there. I think that they might just have to scheme him up a little bit more this year and not just rely on him. So like it might be more scheme targets, which are going to result in higher yards per catch. You're probably going to get him open a little bit further downfield if you're going through that effort. So I would lean over for the yardage, but under I think for the receptions. I just don't think you can use them the same way. Well, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna read I'm gonna read Travis Kelsey's stat line real quick from last year. <laughs> you ready for this? Yeah, 92 catches. 1125 yards <laughs> <laughs> it's like right there it's like right what he did last it is it's it is uh, on 82 percent of the offensive snaps that's mm-hmm. the lowest that he has played since 2014 that is by far the most scaled back that we have seen Travis Kelsey in the offense. It doesn't feel like it because he still got thrown the ball 130 something times. Like, I mean, he, he was still the focal point of the offense, but they clearly reined him in a little bit. And that was when they had some injuries, you know, Jody Fortson got hurt. This team wants to carry four guys and they want to carry four guys because they want to take some of that stress off of Travis Kelsey. Still want to be able to run 12 personnel. Still be able want to be able to stick some of these guys in certain situations and have Travis Kelsey not have to get beat up across the middle. Get him open, like Maddie said, scheme him open for some for some stuff. So the fact that they once again turned around and said, "Hey, we're going to keep four tight ends." I know Blake Bell is on IR, but we expect him back pretty soon here. So I fully expect that we are going to see 
a lot more of those other guys than we have in previous seasons. And therefore, we're going to see a lot more targets for those guys and a few less targets for Travis Kelsey. So I am going under on those as well. Yeah, I, I think I'm convinced to go under now. Uh, just, I mean, I know like the, the offense has changed drastically and Tyreek Hill was a target monster last year, but I'm also looking at the outlook, you know, of, of uh, Travis Kelsey's he's aging, uh, and they're going to want to keep him around as long as they possibly can and keep him as productive as they possibly can. And that might involve, you know, I I don't think his, I don't think his snap counts going up all of a sudden. So to your point, Craig, 82% this year, I, I, I would take the over under, I would take the under on that. Of uh, 82% of offensive stats this year. So um, that's, that's... I, I have one. I have one that I want to throw in here. It's not it's not a DraftKings one. And I, I realize, but since we're on Travis Kelsey right now, over under half of de- half of a defensive snap for Travis Kelsey this year. Oh, are we, is this like a, is this like a, a Hail Mary situation? Listen, I'm just over, under, over. under. I'm t- I'm taking over, the under. I'm taking the under because Jody Fortson's going to be back there this time around. Three out of the last five years, Travis Kelsey has taken a defensive yep. snap yep. for this team. Yep. Yep. We think. Listen, that, I nah, get the hmm. I get the Fortson push. I get it. Saying, "Oh, hey, look, he's just as athletic. He's younger. Go do it." But here's the thing: I trust Travis Kelsey. Do I trust Jody Fortson to go make that play now? No. And if either one of them is in position to make a play, they have to make it. That's why they're there. It's like, no, I. I don't think that one snap throughout an entire year is going to matter at all. So like, I think if you get down to a Hail Mary situation, he's going in. So yeah, I'm essentially saying, yes, they're going to be in a Hail Mary situation because he's me, the guy. Give me the under. I obviously <laughs> have another Kelsey one. I, I wanted to ask too. Oh, go load these up. Why not? Last year was Travis Kelsey's lowest yard per target at 8.4 of his entire career. 8.5 yards per target this year over or under. Is it uh, going to be better? Or is he going to match or be worse? Under. I think the way – I think I think they keep – I okay. think teams are going to play mm-hmm. top down still. I think it's going to be structurally similar. They're going to just have to be better at death by paper cut. And I think they're going to contain the explosives a little bit more. Give me the under. I'm going over. I, I think that they've got more guys that are going to operate in that middle of the field a little bit more. And so we're just going to see a few more bigger plays out of Travis Kelsey just a few it, it, it's not going to be much it's not like all of a sudden he's going <laughs> to jump up to like 13 yards a target or something like that he's not no, going to go back to 9.8 like the year before no no it's just barely going to tick up but I do think that you're going to see a little more with with the Chiefs clogging the kind of that shallow intermediate area of the field I think you're going to see some teams that are going to try and challenge it and you're going to see him get free a little more Hey, I, I agree oh. with Craig, and I'll one-up him. I think it's going back over nine yards per target because I, I get the death by paper cut. I think it's going to other guys. I don't think you're going to rely on Travis Kelsey to be your – I just said, like, I think where he struggled a lot last year was getting off press coverage. I don't think you're going to isolate him and have him go be that guy now. Ooh. You're now going to stack him in the slot. You're now going to hide him a little bit more off, give Ooh. him a few more free releases, let him work the intermediate, get those reads going – rather than trying to route somebody up off the get-go. And I think that's where you really saw him have to reduce his yards per catch. So, like, I think you could see similar concept. He's not as dominant athletically as he once was. I still am going under on the receptions, but I wonder if his yards per target and catch just don't go back up again this year based on where he's getting those targets, you know, on the field. And this might be a little bit overstated when I say it, but, like, 
you know, you want to talk about load management a little bit, not having to go do to be, you know, get, get a few more free releases may not be a bad thing for him either as he ages as well. Like just thinking out loud here, that's not, it's not a terrible thought. I don't think that's like the root of it, but like if you're looking at a potential benefit, there could be a little bit of that too. So, um, okay. Clyde Edwards Alaire. Let's look at that. Uh, over under 700 and a half rushing yards. What do you got, Matthew? Yikes. Uh, <laughs> yikes. Okay. So I just said I don't want to bet on a guy not being healthy. But here we have a guy that has never been healthy for a full NFL season. Now, and again, I don't want to sit here and say I would bet on a guy falling short because he gets injured. But at 700, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a rookie. came up with, what, 800 rushing yards almost right on the nose, right? Yep, correct. And he still he missed some games. But like as of right now, that's kind of roughly what his ceiling is. I think he was more productive as a rookie than he was last year. Maybe it was about the same. I'm going to take the under. I think he's going to share more carries this year. I don't think he's going to get some third down carries. He might not be the guy that runs out games if they have a lead late in the fourth quarter. We know he's not getting the short yardage work right now, whether that's third and short, fourth and short, or whatever. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to have to go under for Claudio Zilaire. And like this goes against what I said earlier, but like, and I haven't seen him play a full season once. I don't know what him playing a full season looks like. There's nothing to base it on. So 700 wall close. I think I have to lean under until, you know, we get some more uh, information out of this. Okay. So you mentioned that Clyde Edwards Zilaire had about 800 yards rushing that yes. during his rookie year. Can you tell me? How many other times a running back has had over that amount since Patrick Mahomes has been the starter? 2018 uh, and on. As is it never happened? No, Kareem Hunt barely squeaked oh, yeah. over it. I, say, I wonder if I, I that's what I was gonna barely. say. I was wondering if it was gonna be a no because Kareem and Damian Williams would have split the yardage the they first did. year. But then I was like, ah, Kareem might have still got there because he was good. <laughs> he just barely got there. Andy gives volume to his running backs. I'm not trying to say he doesn't give volume, but it does. he doesn't churn out the kind of rushing attack with Patrick Mahomes at the helm to rack that up. Now, maybe you would have with Kareem Hunt still on this team, but we've now got a couple of years of examples here. And, I mean, Clyde Edwards-Alaire played 10 games last year and he was outgained by Daryl Williams. He was. Uh, that was, and then Jet McKinnon by the end of the year was the new hotness. And boy, he was the guy who should have been getting the carry. So, I fully expect that they're not going to give extreme volume. I don't think that he's going to get there. I like Clyde. I hope that combined with his receiving yards, that he is still well over a thousand. But I don't know that he's going to get seven hundred on the ground. I'm taking the over, and here's why. Here's why. I don't think that there's as much in the way of him getting opportunities this year as there has in the past. There's not a clear-cut guy that I think is going to be stealing volume from him. I don't think, if you're if we're talking about injury concerns and you're not talking about 30-plus-year-old Jarek McKinnon, I don't think that they're planning on utilizing him in a big way. Isaiah Pacheco, yes, I think that there is a role for him. I don't think he's a guy that's going to step in and take the opportunities in the volume that a Daryl Williams has. I just don't think that's going to be a year one kind of thing. So I think there's opportunities there for him. I look at last year, 2021, 
11.9 attempts per game. The year prior, 13.9 attempts per game. I think you're going to see more towards the 13.9 attempts per game. And if he does that, and I mean, he's had similar rushing production both years, 4.3 yards per carry last year, 4.4 yards per carry the year before. He did, he went 800 yards in 13 games with that kind of workload. Mm -hmm. I think 700 is very attainable. If we're betting on Clyde Edwards, Alaire's health for even 13 games a season, I think he's going to hit the over because I think he'll still get enough volume in that offense as the primary ball carrier where I don't think Pacheco is going to eat into it enough. And I don't think that they're planning on trying to run Isaiah or Jet, Jet McKinnon between the tackles a ton either, because I think they've got to manage his workload. So he doesn't, the wheels don't fall off of him. He's the guy I think you're worrying about from a health perspective. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I want to say this. During that year, during that year that he did it, he had nearly 300 of those yards. It was 299 of those yards occurred in two <laughs> games against the Houston Texans in week one and against the Buffalo Bills. The rest of it was fairly inconsistent. So well, very who he was sharing carries with too. Like yeah. it wasn't like it, the ghost of Le'Veon Bell and <laughs> Daryl Williams who hadn't really come on until after Clyde got hurt. He didn't start to actually get a share. Like I – I get the concept that maybe Pacheco isn't ready right now, that you don't want sure. to rely on Derek mm -hmm. McKinnon for a heavy workload, and maybe Agreed. Ronald Jones isn't even active. I still just named a lot better options than the ghost of Le'Veon Bell and Daryl Williams to share those carries. So I would be surprised if he's close to 14 carries per mm. game, actually, this year. I think that would be that would be a bigger I shock. Mean, and he needs 160 carries. On his career average, he needs about 160 carries this year to break that. He done it once, didn't do it the next year. It's just like that's you know that's a that's a lot of carries I think for this running back room and the way this offense is kind of trending that we've seen. So I I feel, I mean that's ten. I mean if if he plays a full season and averages ten a game, that's what you're yeah. looking at. No, I mean, if he does play know, a full season, he gets there. Yeah, if he doesn't get overtaken, I feel I feel okay. 
I I don't think he will. I feel okay about him. I'm taking the over, but Clyde Edwards Alaire rushing touchdowns five and a half. I'm gonna take the under. <laughs> I know it sounds <laughs> counterintuitive, but I just think they're gonna get wild at the goal line. Maybe that's where they try to, you know, you know, run some guys, some bigger body guys in there. But I don't I don't I just don't think that they're gonna be a I try he hasn't hit he hasn't hit that yet in his career. It's been four touchdowns. Yeah, but he had, but he he's not playing. Like I mean, if you if you think he's going to be healthy, hit four both years. So I mean, like if you think he's going to play a couple extra games, he it's not like he doesn't get those those opportunities. They certainly gave. Boy, it to he him. sure gets a lot of them because he yeah they, they, they certainly gave it to him. So I mean, punch it in, run some power plays, get get in there. <laughs> Let, let's go. I'm going over on that one. Hmm. I. I mean, this is total touchdowns, right? So, like, this does include no, receiving. No, this is, is rushing. It, this is rushing. Well, this touchdowns. was just rushing touchdowns. Okay, I was gonna say if we're including receiving, oh like, no, you didn't I get hammer there. the over if it's the. Um, if it's I, the I, I, I'm not hammering. I'm not hammering any overs with Clyde right now. I, <laughs> I, I am fully cautious right now. I have one foot out the door. Um, I think I guess it depends on like who's going to be active. I guess like I don't know if the Chiefs should trust Isaiah Pacheco and the goal line situations yet. I don't know if he's hitting the right hole. And when you're dealing with goal line condensed boxes, more guys there, you do have to hit the right gap more frequently than you do at the 50 when you're dealing with some lighter boxes. So I, while his running style fits really well there, I don't know if you trust him to hit those holes. However, there is still the option for Ronald Jones to be available. And I'll tell you what, right now, I feel much more comfortable with Ronald Jones trying to punch it in from the three-yard line than I do Clyde Odizilaire. I feel a lot – I feel more comfortable with Mike Burton punching it in from the three. But definitely, <laughs> definitely do Ronald Jones. we have Jones. Mike Burton lines? <laughs> like definitely I got, I got some Ronald money Jones. burning a hole in my pocket. It's like, I don't know. I think there's a path. I think Andy left it open that it wasn't, oh, no, Ronald Jones won't be active. It was definitely a mm, three will be active. You don't know who the fourth is going to be right now i think there is a small gap for ronald jones as the year goes on to earn some more snaps i don't know if that comes to the detriment of clyde but if he is out there i trust him in the red zone more than i trust clyde right now we do need to make sure that we say here that andy specifically said special teams will play a factor kick returner <laughs> one right now is isaiah pacheco and that's that is fairly so and mckinnon plays Jeff special mckinnon teams. Jet McKinnon, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and Ronald Jones right now would be kind of the three guys in the mix there. I mean, man, I, you know, it, they've, they've been using Jet on third down. Do we really think that Clyde is going to be a healthy scratch in a game? I mean, yikes. That, 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 that's idea. a little scary to think of. Uh, Maddie, so here's the thing. We've been doing this like forever since we started podcasting together. This is something like we've done every year. And most of the time it's Maddie making the lines. <laughs> uh, now we have DraftKings to help us, which is wonderful. So we're going to get into some of Maddie's lines uh, for here in a minute, but um, we need to talk about some specials, some fun specials that, um, Ooh. that DraftKings has presented. Fun so, specials. All right. I'm going to give you, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say a yes, take a yes or a no uh, kind of line here. So Travis, would you take this or would you not? Travis Kelsey over 10 and a half regular season receiving touchdowns and Patrick Mahomes over three and a half regular season rushing town, rushing touchdowns plus 300. If you take it, are you no. taking that one? Not taking that one. Too many tight ends to get some of the gimmicky touchdowns that will eat into Kelsey hitting 11. I, I would take the Patrick Mahomes rushing 
I don't know if he's done it before, but that just seems like something I would take. But I think that's a lot of touchdowns for a guy that's going to be sharing red zone snaps with Fortson and some gimmicky stuff with Noah Gray and Blake Bell. If yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go under as well. I think we're going to see maybe a little more concerted effort to not have Patrick use his legs as much this season as well. So he had two of these last year. I'm, I'm, I'm saying no. It, if it was a little higher, plus 300, that needs to be a little higher for me to, to be in on that one. He's had uh, two every year, actually. So, like, even that sounds like you're doubling it to just nail that right. part of it. I would, Did we do Patrick Mahomes QB sneaks last year? 0.5. I think I think we did like a, a half or <laughs> something like that, half. and we and we would have been wrong. I think we think of the under. Um, okay. Um, all right, Pat. Here's another one from DraftKings: Patrick Mahomes to throw for at least 500 yards in any regular season game, plus 800. If you take it, are you taking it? Yes. Why not? <laughs> have at it. Let's go. That's that's this plus 800 is a lot. Is it likely to happen? Uh, no, probably not. You got to have the right kind of offense to go up against. You got to have the right kind of defense to go up against. The game script has to be perfect. But I mean, the Chiefs are the prime team to get in that kind of game with. So yeah, we, we, that's there's enough upside there to just sprinkle something on there and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, it's it's against the Rams that it's happening too. So that's that's exactly when that is going down. I'm taking that one. Uh did you know Patrick Mahomes has never done that? His high yes. is 478 I, yards, and it is, was in the epic 54-51 Rams game. Mm-hmm. And I think he hit the 460s, or over 450 against Tampa, too, a couple years ago um, in the regular I, season. But, yeah, he hasn't hit A couple hit 440s, yeah. I could see... I could see it happening this year just because the game scripts are going to be a lot different than they've been recently. You know, because I and I think the the defense might be a little bit more questionable and inconsistent. Where there are definitely mm-hmm. going to be that's shut scary. up, Craig. That's come scary. on, you already know. Uh, to where I think that I think there could be some inconsistencies at times with the defense that could could turn some games into a into an absolute, uh, you know, uh, a, a, a gun show. So I don't know. I I I don't hate that one at eight to one because I do think the game script could set it up. Uh, four hundred plus four hundred for any Chiefs player to have over nine hundred ninety nine and a half regular season rushing yards. I, I we kind of got into hard that no. a little bit. Hard no, hard no, super like, hard no. I like I like Mahomes. I like Mahomes. Uh, plus eight hundred to throw five hundred better than I like that one. So yeah. I don't know the last time that's happened in Kansas City. So. Um, I, I do Kareem yeah. 20, 2017 <laughs> Kareem Hunt That's an five one. years ago five years ago anything yeah. re- anything regarding a running back the last time it happened in Kansas City was Kareem Hunt <laughs> and then before that was then before that was like five years before that when it was Jamal's awesome seasons that he had or like every running back ever before that but yeah <laughs> all right a string of running backs there for Casey line maker Maddie Lane it is your turn Uh-oh. to shine on some of your defensive uh dis- defensive over-unders okay these are a lot less scientific than DraftKings but if I didn't say that you guys wouldn't know so this is <laughs> make sure you say it <laughs> the Chiefs sack leader over nine and a half sacks under give me the under I think there's I, ooh, ah, ooh, wait no wait hold on <laughs> Uh, I don't think Chris Jones is getting there. 
but I think I think it's put I think it's possible George Karloftis does. I'm still taking the yender, but I actually think that's a decent line. I think I think Chris Jones is close. I think George Karloftis has the ceiling to do it. I'm still taking the under. I'm taking the over, and it's Chris. I uh, there, there's just going to be enough focus. I I just don't think that. I think that the secondary is going to be more cohesive towards the end of the year. Um, I, I think that they're going to be a lot harder to throw the ball on a little bit more. There's just more athleticism. Windows will close quicker. You're going to have some quarterbacks, especially the back half of the season, where there's not the best quarterbacks in the world back there. I can see Chris Jones going on a tear to finish the season and stringing together multiple double-digit sack games. I, I, I'm predicting that he is going to be Steve Spagnolo's first double-digit Zach player in Kansas City. So I was gonna say, do you know how many times it's happened since Patrick Mahomes has been here? Once. Oh, that one. Was, the, yeah, one. his contract. He's he's done it one time in his career. He's done oh, it that's him. Yeah, but then one time it's happened for the Chiefs that their that their sack leader has been over that, and that was that year. And it was two guys. It was D Ford and Chris <clears> Jones. Contract <throat> year, Chris Jones by far his best season. You had the most. Uh, efficient pass rusher that they have had next to him during Mahomes' tenure. I mean, do I think Frank Clark's better than D Ford? Yes, but D Ford that particular year was a better pass rusher than what really we've seen good. Frank Clark be. And and so I mean, that's hard. He's now Chris Jones. Two out of the last three years has hit nine. He's been mm-hmm. right on the cusp. He has mm-hmm. been exactly right there. So you know, there's a chance. That's why we went nine and a half. So Craig thinks is going to be the best, um, the best pass rush these Spagnuolo's ever had in Kansas City. And yep. Kent says no way, Jose. Um, no, you put you can you can put that down that I said exactly that. I believe that. <laughs> all right. So next up, we're sticking with the defense because that's where all my lines come from. We're going with Nick Bolton over 90 and a half solo tackles. Now, this is people don't probably have a good barometer for what solo tackles are. Ooh. Solo Last tackles, year, huh? Last year, Nick Bolton had 70. As a part-time player, he filled in some for the mic, but he was still a part-time player. He finished with 70. This year, we're adding 20 to it because he should be a full-time player. Over 90 and a half solo tackles for Nick Bolton. Hammering the over. Hammering it. I think he's going to be a high-volume. Yes, high-volume tackler. And I think he's going to be the guy. When there's a pile and he's an arrowhead, Nick Bolton's going to be the one getting the, the, the tackle stat. So, like... They that this is a this is a little inside football, you know. Sometimes, you know, sometimes the statistician when there's a pile will tend to lean somebody like a Derek Johnson, or in this case, for this team specifically, mm. is going to be Nick Bolton in the pile. No, no, it was D, D, all of those were legitimate for DJ. Every oh, sorry, them, my I, bad. I defend every one of the you show me a tackle that you don't think that was right to be credited <laughs> to him, and I will argue it to the death. Um, <laughs> hammering the over on Nick Bolton getting that. I'm going to say under. Um, I, I do think that we're going to see him get damn close. I, I'm expecting upper 80s here. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of teams try and bounce stuff to the outside, try and force these Chiefs DBs to tackle a little bit more. So I think we're going to see a lot of Justin Reed, Juan Thornhill, Brian Cook in the dime. I think we're going to see a lot of Willie Gay chasing stuff out into the flat, Legereus Sneed coming from the slot. I think we're going to see a lot of those guys contributing to the tackle numbers. We saw a lot of it in the preseason. Teams trying to test the Chiefs on the edges. 
and it didn't go very well. And when they tried to chase the Chiefs in the middle, it also didn't go very well. So I think that you're going to see a team's try to create some space to the outside try and force dbs to uh to to tackle in space because that's going to be the better opportunity than trying to beat nick bolton between the a gap there because i think that he's going to win in that scenario so i'm going to go under and it's entirely because teams are trying to avoid the middle of the field against the chiefs so does it you know, uh, move the needle for you guys at all to know that last year only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players went over 90 tackles. You think Nick Bolton is going to finish in the top seven of tackles this year, Ken? Yes. Interesting. I do. I would lean Craig's way for one, testing the Chiefs on the outside, but two, I think this defense is faster and more aggressive. I think it's hard for a middle linebacker of Nick Bolton's stature, who's very fast in a couple steps, but I don't know if he shows as much range as other guys to collect tackles on this kind of defense. Um, he did great last year, and I guess it's not that different than last year, but I think the safeties want to hit more this year. Willie Gay should be a little bit better. If the defensive line's better, I think it eats into it a little bit more. So I would be kind of surprised because, I mean, he's going to be competing for the league lead in tackles then, if that's the case, which is possible. I just mm -hmm. think there's too much athleticism going around to uh, give that one in. I think he's going to be top 10 in solo tackles. I still think okay, he's so going to be right top there. 10 in solo like, tackles, right but there, he's right going there. to be just, just below that 90 and a half mark. So if, so it, was like, is, if it was like 80, 85 and a half, I'm a having a lot harder trouble with that. Yeah, I'm probably, I might take the over in that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so then here's where my oh, this is only where my holdup comes in. I'm looking through this right now and looking at the people that just finished above 80, like you know, Fred Warner, um, then a bunch of defensive backs and safeties are here, Cole Holcomb, Devin White, Deion Jones, Bobby Okariki, and then you get to the guys at the top. That's a lot of athletic freaks. It's a lot of super athletes that are collecting these tackles. And then you have the best guys up at the top that are doing it with their diagnostic skills and your Denzel Perryman's Roquan Smith, Bobby Wagner. I don't know if Nick Fulton fits Nick Bolton fits into either category yet. So like I, that's where my holdup of him collecting that many tackles comes in. He's not going to get all the chase down tackles. And is he seeing the game at Bobby Wagner's level to fill in that many gaps right now? I, I don't know. Uh, it's pretty high. We got to move on to another one though. Justin Reed, three and a half interceptions. Uh, I really want to take the over, but I <laughs> think I'm going to take the under. He's never done it. And yep. I know he's going to be in a better defense with probably the best pass rush he's had in his young career. Um, but I just, I, I mean, he hasn't done, he hasn't hit three since, I mean, he's barely hit the over in the last four years combined. So he's had four interceptions in 2019, 2020 and 2021. I don't know if the reason I like Justin Reed is ball production. I'm taking the under. Okay. I will say this. The way that they have used Tyron Matthew, he had four interceptions in year one, six in year two, and three in year three. And we have seen so far, Justin Reed seems to be that guy with the run of that two robber. He's the one that's in that high hole. He's the one that's stepping down into it. He's been that guy to try and evaluate that stuff. I'm not trying to say he's got the same, you know, as Bagnola calls them, the gigabytes that, you know, that, that Tyron <laughs> Matthew has. But the way that they put guys in the middle of the field to try and take advantage of those advantageous situations, Justin Reed seems to be the guy that is getting those opportunities. So I am going to say over. I think that we're, they're going to bait 
some guys into some bad throws. And I think that Justin Reed has the athleticism to jump stuff, maybe more so than Tyron Matthew, you know, to try and make up for maybe some of the things, not seeing the routes, not seeing the way that things go and maybe not having the same ball skills at the catch point, but the athleticism to get there. I'm taking the over on this one. Ooh, okay. Um, I, I think I might lean to the over. When Justin Reed had his most ball production, it was when playing a little bit of a more of a fluid safety position for the Houston Texans early in his career. He was playing a little bit more free safety. He was, you know, moving around a lot more frequently. They had a better pass rush then. As that defense changed, he had to be a little bit more stagnant. You got Lovey Smith's kind of defense action going on there, like that style of defense. The ball production disappeared a little bit. I could see a path for him getting four, and I do think the Chiefs do a really good job of putting guys they want to in a position position to hunt the football. So I can get that. I have two more lines for you guys. And this one, you guys didn't have a seen yet. This one's not in the chat that I'm bringing to you now. So you got to do it on the fly. Legereus Sneed, over one and a half sacks. Over. Over. Definitely over. I, I know I know what you're going to say, Maddie, but I, I think they're going to give more nothing. opportunity for them to uh, to blitz out of the slot. And I think LeJarius Knee is going to get a lot more open looks to do so this year. Agreed. He had one last year and mm -hmm. playing a full year, only one, where he played in the slot the majority of the time. He had two as a rookie where he was bouncing around a little bit more, but he only had one last year. I think if Chris Jones is pushing 10 sacks, if Karloftis is pushing for defensive rookie of the year and you get a healthy Frank, I think there's no chance because they don't need to blitz that much. I think wow. there's no chance if you get all those things from the defensive line. Now, if the pass rush looks like it did this past year and they have to blitz nonstop to get any pressure because that's how bad the pass rush is, then yeah, maybe there's a chance. But like, I don't think Steve Spagnuolo wants to blitz enough to me to feel good about taking Snead on the over here. Did, are you insinuating that Steve Spagnuolo is not going to blitz as much? Buddy. If his defensive that, that, line is good. I, you and I both watch the Giants. If the defensive yes, line is good, he is not going to sit there and throw Legereus Snead on nonstop blitzes. I'm not. I'm not saying that this defensive line is going to be the, the no, no, Giants. No, 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 no. You said it was going to be. You said defensive. it was going to be the best Steve Spagnuolo has ever had in Kansas City. Yes, mm -hmm. I, <laughs> that part. Yeah. Well, I, I, I Steve Spagnuolo cut the clip short, guys. Tuck, and just use the first half. Nope. <laughs> Spags is going to blitz. He's going to blitz plenty. I think he's going to see plenty of open looks. Okay, the last one here, Carlos Dunlap. Over under five and a half sacks. For reference, Kent, this would be the first time in his career this has happened. The it, first time since his second year, right? Did he have five his second year or something he like had that? Four and a half in 2011. He is not <laughs> done. He is he has been walking five and a half sacks <laughs> at least every year since like I, yeah, like Obama's first term. <laughs> I'm trying to. I was. I was really hoping to try to find a better pop cultural reference from 2011, but I, it's like since, since before Lady the Gaga office, or something. Like, I don't know. Since um, the office ended. <laughs> I like that one. Uh, well, I'm gonna Google what happened in 2011. I'm gonna finish the show with something. <laughs> I need you to answer. I'm taking. The, I'm taking the under. I I think yeah. this is the year things kind of simmer down a little bit for him. Um, and I just, I I don't know. I I think it's a good line to set. I think it's a good line to set. I think he'll have some some sack production this year. 
I just don't know if I can trust that he's going to have the volume. And, you know, you, you, you're worried about the Achilles a little bit. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I And again, we didn't see him really rotating in with a dime. It was Dana with the dime. Like that was, well, the, and, and Carl Loftus a little bit as well. So like we didn't really see Dunlap rotating with the ones as much. Now he will, he will. I'm not saying that he's not going to, but those are going to be the opportunities for him that's where we're really going to see him get to pin his ears back be as effective as we've seen him in some previous years you know where it's a true passing situation if some of those aren't on the table for him i think it's going to be trouble i think it's going to be a little bit more trouble for him to get to that number especially especially steve spagnola is looking at turk wharton over there and going hey listen i want chris and turk on the middle then you've got to choose somebody opposite of frank and right now it seems like they're choosing george Karloftis. Yeah, and I would say Carl or not Carl Loftus, but um, Dunlap has gotten to these numbers, you know, for a long time now. And even back in 2011, he didn't play a full year. He wasn't a starter, and he still got pretty darn close, right? Like this is what he does. However, he plays a lot of snaps, and even these past couple years, when he's hit these numbers, he's had games with multiple sacks. He's had games where there are volume sack numbers. He's had stretches where he's been pretty much shut out. And then he'll have a stretch of games where he has two and three and four, you know, two, three, four sacks all back to back to back. And so when you're not getting that volume, when you're not getting that many snaps in multiple weeks and you're not getting that many snaps in a single game, it's going to be hard to pull down a three sack game. It's going to be hard to pull down a two sack game. So those same games might only be one sack that lowers your total. I think this should be the year you would lean towards that under he sets, you know, he comes close to competing with his career low, unfortunately, but his efficiency might go up from what it's been the Mm -hmm. last couple of years. Efficiency as a pass rusher might actually go up because he's not getting to come away with like six of his nine sacks last year in a four week stretch or something. He's just not seeing that many snaps. Now, wild card frank clark still isn't practicing or something like that isn't he like still sick or something like what is happening with frank clark's frank clark's guts here if frank can't play at his normal clip i do think that opens the window a lot for dunlap though sure yeah it does you guys ready for this (laughs) i'm so glad you looked this up this is gonna fit in right now tucker can you just cut this and move it back to when he should have had it ready (laughs) the last all right call me maybe hadn't released the last time Carlos Dunlap didn't have five and a half sacks. The Avengers hadn't released the last time that Carlos Dunlap didn't have five and a half sacks. I mean, yeah. There, I, and according to this article, Channing Tatum was everywhere. Uh, real quick before we get out of here. Chiefs are... Charlie Sheen was still a good guy in 20. It's in the yeah. last time the Carlos winning. Dunlap. Charlie Sheen was still winning. I'm I, I I was really trying to look. I don't think that um One Direction was a band yet. The last I think time Oprah Carlos was Dunlap still going strong. Have. I think There's Oprah some, was still going strong. Oprah, there was you you found the same article I did. Uh <laughs> Gangnam style hadn't hadn't taken the world by storm either tucker wasn't born the last time that carlos dunlap didn't have five and a half sacks the chiefs are 10 to 1 to win the super bowl per DraftKings. matthew are are you taking that one uh sure why not (laughs) (laughs) we picked this last week i said i think that they were going to win so like that's why i mean i i yeah 10 to 1 10 to 1 
Go for it. Shoot, shoot your shot, right? Shoot your shot. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, those are great odds, uh, especially for a team like the Chiefs that the, the, the hesitation for them is can they put it all together with so many new pieces? So if they do put it all together, if, you know, Spagnolo does what he did in 2019 and Andy does what he always does with new pieces. Well then, yeah. I mean, you, you can see this team making a very deep run. So at those odds, why the hell not? The hunger games weren't a thing. The last time Carlos Dunlap, they were a book. That's going to do it for the Casey laboratory. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be previewing chiefs Cardinals live on Thursday. Come hang out, come party, come celebrate with us. It'll probably be about halftime of the bills Rams game. We'll be throwing a party of our own, getting you ready for the first game of the season. We'll catch you later. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com